And warn of the day when we will remove the mountains. Everything in this dunya is temporary. It's going to come to an end. How is it going to come to an end? No matter how much you try to preserve it, no matter how much you try to look after it, eventually it's going to finish. How? That on the day, meaning the day of resurrection, نُسَيِّرُوا jibala, We will cause the mountains to move. We will set them in motion. سَيَّرَ يُسَيِّرُوا تَسْيِّرُ Is to set something in motion, to force something to walk that has no ability to walk that does not have the ability to move by itself. Or it does not have, you can say, aql or irada, intention in it. Like for example, a car, by itself, can it move? No. You have to start it. You have to press your foot on the pedal. Only then the car will move. If you don't do that, the car is not going to move. Similarly, mountains, they don't move by themselves. So tasyeer is to force to walk to set in motion something that has no ability to move by itself. So we will set the mountains in motion, we will move them, and so they will become like a mirage, or they will be like carded wool, yanked out of the earth. We learn in Surah An-Naba, ayah number 20, وَسُيِّرَةِ الْجِبَالُ فَكَانَتْ سَرَابًا And the mountains are removed, they will be set in motion, and they will be but a mirage. In Surah An-Naml, ayah number 88, we learn, وَتَرَى الْجِبَالَ تَحْسَبُهَا جَامِدَةً وَهِيَ تَمُرُّ مَرَّ السَّحَابِ And you will see the mountains and think them solid, but they shall pass away as the passing away of the clouds. Just as you see sometimes in the sky, you can literally see the clouds moving. This is how the mountains will be moving on the Day of Judgment. In Surah Al-Qari'ah, ayah number 5, we learn, وَتَكُونُ الْجِبَالُ كَالْعِهْنِ الْمَنْفُوشِ Carded wool. And why is it going to happen? Why are the mountains going to be like this? How come they're going to be set to motion? How come they will be like carded wool? Because the earth is going to be crushed. We learn in Surah Al-Haqqah, Ayah 13 and 14, فَإِذَا نُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ نَفْخَةٌ وَاحِدَةٌ وَحُمِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ وَالْجِبَالُ فَدُكَّةَ دَكَّةً وَاحِدَةٌ Then when the horn will be blown, with one blast, and the earth and the mountains are going to be lifted and leveled with one blow. Just one blow, and the mountains and the entire earth will be leveled. Now just imagine, all the time that people spend in dusting their beautiful china and their beautiful crystal, in putting it at the right angle, where will that go? What will happen to it? If this is what's going to happen to the mountains, your fragile decoration pieces, they're going to be finished. In Surah Al-Tur, Ayah 9 to 10, we learn, يَوْمَ تَمُورُ السَّمَاءُ مَوْرًا وَتَسِيرُ الْجِبَالُ سَيْرًا On the day when the heaven will shake with a dreadful shaking, the sky will shake and the mountains will pass moving away. This is what's going to happen to the mountains. And what's going to happen to the earth? And you will see the earth prominent. You will see it flat and plain, emerging, coming into view. Bariza is from the root letters ba ra zai buruz. And buruz is when something becomes exposed, when something comes to view. So the earth will be bariza, meaning it will be zahira. It will be exposed. How? 
Because it will be a level plane now. Currently, it is not bad. Is why? Because of its sphere shape. When you're looking, ultimately what happens? No matter how far you see, eventually, you cannot see anymore. It's because of your eyes as well, but also because the earth is sphere. No matter how much people try to look from one angle, they cannot see the entire earth. But on the day of judgment, the earth will be made flat. So it will be bad is a completely into view. And also it will be completely into view because nothing will cover it. Right now the earth is covered with what? Mountains and buildings and plants and different different things. But on that day, all of the pebbles and all of the mountains and anything that could obstruct the view of the earth is going to be crushed. It's going to be crushed. It's going to be finished. In Surah Al-Inshiqaq, ayah number 3, وَإِذَا الْأَرْضُ مُدَّتْ And when the earth is stretched out, when it is laid flat, وَتَرَى الْأَرْضَ بَارِزَةً You will see the earth, ظَاهِرَةً Apparent, visible, nothing obstructing its view, and it's going to be flat. وَحَشَرْنَاهُمْ And we will gather all of them together. Who? All of the people. All of the people will be gathered together. Which people? From the first to the last. In Surah Al-Waqirah, Ayah 49-50, we learn, قُلْ إِنَّ الْأَوَّلِينَ وَالْآخِرِينَ Say indeed the first and the last. لَمَجْمُعُونَ إِلَى مِقَاتِ يَوْمٍ مَعْلُومٍ Are to be gathered together for the appointment of a known day. And is it just the people who will be gathered? No, even the animals. As Allah has said in Surah Al-Takweer, Ayah 5, وَإِذَا الْوُحُوشُ حُشِرَتْ and when the wild beasts will be gathered. And is it just the wild beasts? No. It's every single dab. It's every single moving creature. In Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 38, we learn, وَمَا مِن دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا طَائِرٍ يَطِيرُ بِجَنَاحَيْهِ إِلَّا أُمَمٌ أَمْسَالُكُمْ مَا فَرَّطْنَا فِي الْكِتَابِ مِنْ شَيْءٍ ثُمَّ إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ يُحْشَرُونَ any dabba that moves, any bird that flies, every creature, summa ila rabbihim yuhsharun. Every single creature will be gathered on this flat earth. Falam nugadir. Then we will not leave behind min whom from them, meaning from the creation, ahadan, anyone at all. Not even a single creature will be left out. Every single person will be brought. Nugadir. Nugadir from the root letters, غَيْن ra, And غَدِر is basically to betray someone, to deceive someone. That when you've made a promise, you don't fulfill it. You don't show up. It is تَرْقُ wafa, To not fulfill a promise. And غَدَرَ is to deliberately leave something behind. Deliberately leave something behind. Especially at the time of counting. Or at the time of accounting. Like when something is being counted when something is being taken into account deliberately something is left out Allah says فَلَمْ نُغَادِرْ مِنْهُمْ أَحَدًا not a single ant will be left not a single bird will be left not a single human being will be left every single creature will be brought وَعُرِضُوا and they will be presented عَلَى رَبِّكَ before your Lord all of the creation that has been assembled that has been gathered together they will be presented before who? Before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now just imagine, as if 
an entire army is being displayed, is being shown to a king. Not so that he can get to know of them, but so that he can judge concerning them. وَعُرِضُوا عَلَىٰ رَبِّكَ All of them will be presented before your Lord. But how? Safa In rows, in lines, in files, showing discipline, showing order, in organized rows. They will not be in a form of a huge crowd, but rather in lines, in rows. Why? So that no one can hide. Each one is visible. Each knows his position by his placement in the rows. In Surah Al-Haqqah, Ayah 18, we learn, يَوْمَ إِذِنْ تُعْرَضُونَ لَا تَخْفَى مِنْكُمْ On the day when you will be presented, it will not be hidden, any khafiya. Anything that is hidden will not remain hidden. Every single thing will be exposed. So people will be in rows, so that no one can hide behind the other. And why will they be in rows? So that Allah can call them to account from there. Just like people are waiting in a, for instance, waiting lounge. Or people are forming a line outside, a queue outside an office. And what happens? Each one is called, one after the other. So Safa, all the people will be in rows and then people will be called to account. As for the believer, how will Allah call him to account? In private. In a private conversation. And Allah will question him. You did such and such deed? Did you do such and such? And he will admit. And he will realize that he's doomed, he's finished. But then Allah will say, who is the most generous of those who are generous? He will say, إِنِّي قَدْ سَتَرْتُهَا عَلَيْكَ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَأَنَا أَغْفِرُهَا لَكَ الْيَوْمِ I concealed it for you in the world, and today I forgive it for you. وَعُرِضُوا عَلَىٰ رَبِّكَ لَقَدْ جِئْتُمُونَ And it will be said to the people that certainly you all have come to us. Now you have come. You have no escape. You have come to us كَمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ Just as how we created you. أَوَّلَ مَرَّةَ The first time. Just as you were sent into the dunya, today you have come in the same way. You doubted this day. You doubted that you will ever be brought to account. But see, today you have come. Just as how we created you the first time. Just as you were sent into the dunya. How were people sent into the dunya? Alone. How were they sent into the dunya? Bare feet. Unclothed. Uncircumcised. Empty-handed. And this is how people will come on the Day of Judgment as well. Alone, uncircumcised, unclothed, barefooted, empty-handed, having no mal, no banoon, nothing. Because mal and banoon, they were just the zina of the life of the world. The dunya is over, and that zina is finished. When the Prophet ﷺ's wife Aisha she heard, that people will be gathered on the day of resurrection barefoot, naked and uncircumcised. She said, O Messenger of Allah, men and women together, looking at one another. He said, O Aisha, it will be too distressing for them to be looking at one another. People will be so afraid, they will be so worried that no one will look at the other. You have come. كَمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةً بَلْ زَعَمْتُمْ Rather you used to think, that we will never make for you a maw'id, an appointment. You were so sure. You used to claim 
that there is no appointment with Allah, there is no meeting with Allah, there is no resurrection, no accounting, no recompense. This is what you used to think. But today, you will see it. وَوُضِعَ الْكِتَابُ And the record will be placed. وُضِعَ From the root letters, To place something. To set up something. So it will be set up. It will be laid down. It will be placed. Which book? The book of deeds. So the book of deeds will be placed in the hand of each person. It will be placed where? In the hand of each person. One person will take it in his right hand. Another will take it in his left hand. وَوُضِعَ الْكِتَابُ The book will be placed in the hand of its owner. فَتَرَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ Then you would see the criminals. Who is a mujrim? Someone who is guilty of having committed a crime. This is who a mujrim is. Sinner. Guilty. فَتَرَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ You will see them. Mushfiqina, ones who are fearful, ones who are terrified, ones who are afraid. About what? Mimma fihi, about what is in the book. They're afraid to even look at the book. They're afraid to even open the book. Why will they be afraid? Because they know what they have done. They know what is in the book. They know the kind of deeds they did. They know the opportunities they had missed. They know what they left, what they ignored, where they fell short. Mushfiqina. They'll be fearful, anxious, worried, concerned. And remember the word mushfiq is from ishfaq. And ishfaq, when used for fear, it is used for fear and love. But when it is used for fear, it is such fear that is in the heart of a person, when he's terrified from inside. Mushfiqina mimma fihi. They'll be fearful of what is written in the book. A guilty person is always afraid of seeing his report. Whether he is guilty in terms of his health, or he is guilty in terms of his studies, anything, whatever he has done, when he is given his report and he knows he hasn't given the haq, he is afraid. And he does not want to look inside. مُشْفِقِينَ مِمَّا فِيهِ وَيَقُولُونَ And they will say, on seeing the book, eventually when he will open the book and he will see it, they will say, Ya Wailatana, O woe to us. O woe to us. Ya Wailatana. Why is Ya being said? For exclamation. And some have said Ya means, O Wail, O destruction, O death, come and finish me right here. I don't want to face my end. I don't want to face my fate. Ya Wailatana, come and finish me, destroy me. May I finish over here. Ya Wailatana. Mali had al kitab. What is with this book? What kind of a book is this? What kind of a record is this? That la yugadiru. It does not leave out sagiratan anything small, wala kabiratan, nor anything big. What kind of a record is this that has not left out anything small or big, illa ahsaha, except that it has enumerated it? Except that it has listed it. Any small deed that I did, any big deed that I performed, any small word, any big word, 
any small gesture, big gesture, it is written in this book. What kind of a record is this? Mali hadal kitab, la yugadiru sagiratan, wala kabiratan, illa ahsaha. Ibn Abbas said with regards to Sagira and Kabira that Sagira is a smile. A smile is something very small. You don't have to put in much effort. And Kabira, he defined it as a laugh. So a smile and a laugh, both are recorded. Sa'id ibn Jubayr, he said that Sagira is like touching a non-mahram woman. Sometimes you're in the mall. You're in the store. And accidentally, you touch someone who is non-mahram. Or they touch you. This is what? Sagira. And what is kabira? Like zina. La yugadiru sagiratan wala kabiratan. It has not left out anything small or big except that it has listed it. And notice the word ahsa. Ihsa is to count, to calculate. So ihsa gives the meaning of, first of all, that every small and big action is Written over here, every small and big deed has been entered into this data. And secondly, ihsa is also used for statistics. So there is also analysis of the of the data that has been entered into this record. So first of all, the entry is there, and secondly, the analysis is there. That for example, how many times was this action done? The action is written over there, but the number of times it was done. You know, you see graphs, you see bars, you see different ways through which data is displayed. You see percentages, you see averages. So this is what? Ihsa'iyat, this is all statistics. So illa ahsaha, except that it has entered it and it has also analyzed it. And it has graded each action. Why will they say this? وَيَقُولُونَ يَا وَيْلَتَنَا مَا لِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ لَا يُغَادِرُ صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً إِلَّا أَحْصَاهَا Why will they say this? When they will see the book and they will open it and they will realize what sayyat have been recorded in the book. What opportunities they have missed. What kind of good deeds are written in the book of low standards, of high standards. How many cancellations are there? You know, sometimes you get a result card and you see a big red mark and just the sight of it, just the sight of it makes you upset. You don't want to look any further. If you get your test paper and all you see is red, you don't want to look at it. If you see all the blanks, if you see a report and there's so many things that are blank, that have been left out, that have been ignored, or so many extra things that were not supposed to be there but are there, isn't it a cause of embarrassment? وَيَقُولُونَ يَا وَيْلَتَنَا مَا لِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ لَا يُغَادِرُ صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً إِلَّا أَحْصَاهَا وَوَجَدُوا And they will find مَا عَمِلُوا Whatever they have done. Every action, every deed, every word, every gesture, whatever they have done, they will find it حَاضِرًا Present. Right before them. مَا عَمِلُوا Hadiran has been understood as first of all the record. They will see it right there, present before them. Just like if a person has committed a crime and by chance it has been taped on the video and if that is shown in the court, can a person ever deny it? Can a person ever deny it? No. If a person crosses 
the red light and by chance there was a camera over there his picture was taken and the picture is sent home that look you have been caught guilty of committing this crime please go pay your ticket can he dare to go to the court and say that this is not my fault no because the crime is there the evidence is there وَوَجَدُوا مَا عَمِلُوا حَاضِرَ their very deeds will be present recorded evidence witness present over there and secondly مَا عَمِلُوا حَاضِرَ has also been understood as the jaza, the recompense the recompense for every deed will also be present over there for instance if a person has stolen some wealth that wealth will be on the back of the person he will be carrying it if a person has stolen something from the public treasury from the baytul man he will be carrying it on his back if a person has not given the zakat then that money will be around his neck like a snake and a bald snake similarly if a person has been consuming the wealth of an orphan what will happen inna alladhina ya'kuluna amwal al-yatama dhulman innama ya'kuluna fi butunihim nara wa sayaslawna sa'ira and this is the case with bad deeds as well as good deeds if a person recites surah al-baqarah surah ali imran again and again what will happen they will come in the form of two canopies or two flocks of birds covering him hadira they will find it present ma amilu in surah al-qiyamah ayah 13 we learn yunabbau al-insanu yawma idhin bima qaddama wa akhar on the day man will be informed of what he sent forth and what he left behind wala yazlimu rabbuka ahada and your lord does not wrong anyone he is not unjust to any person that he would deprive someone of the reward that they deserve or he would increase the sin of a person who is sinful or that he would increase the punishment he would increase the recompense for a person that he does not deserve in surah taha ayah 112 we learn وَمَن يَعْمَلْ مِنَ الصَّالِحَاتِ وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ فَلَا يَخَافُ ظُلْمًا وَلَا هَضْمًا فَلَا يَخَافُ ظُلْمًا وَلَا هَضْمًا a person who does righteous deeds while he is a believer then he will not fear any injustice any zulm at all on the day of judgment وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا and this is because of Allah's perfect ability and His perfect justice that He will not increase for the sinful even one sin and He will not decrease for the muhsin even one hasana so this is the reality of the day of judgment that every single deed that a person has done whatever its value is whatever its recompense is whatever its quality is it is going to be recorded in the book and a person is going to witness it he is going to see it he will not be able to deny it he will not be able to refuse it and he will get the recompense that he deserves wala yazlimu rabbuka ahada sahal ibn sa'ad he narrated that save yourself from those sins which are done while considering them to be small because many times we belittle sins we think that they're so insignificant what's the big deal it's nothing it's just one bad word just one bad look what's the big deal the example of small sins is that of a people going to a valley and each one collecting firewood which is then brought together to kindle a fire
Just imagine a group of people who camp somewhere and each person goes to collect wood and they all bring it back. And when it's brought back together, each person brings a small piece of wood. But what happens? Well, what happens? So much wood has been accumulated that it is enough to light a huge fire. Similarly, small sins, small bad words, here, there, one here, one there, one today, one tomorrow, they gather up together eventually and they're enough to destroy a person. Anas who he would say to the people, after many of the Sahaba had passed away, because Anas who was one of those Sahaba who was of the last ones to die, who outlived all of them. He used to say to the people that you do deeds which are finer than a hair. Meaning that maybe very small. More fine than hair. And we consider them to be destructive deeds at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. You do them so casually, thinking it's nothing. What's the big deal? But at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, we used to think that they're a big deal, that they're destructive. Right now, we think it's okay. But on the Day of Judgment, Sagira and Kabira, everything is written, then it will be a big deal. So we need to live consciously. We need to become alert. We need to do every deed with some fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With some caution. With some fear. Because we never know which deed, which deed is going to cause the scale to bend. And we could end up here or we could end up there. Because وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنَ الْحَقِّ Recitation وَيَوْمَ نُسَيِّرُ الْجِبَالَ وَتَرَى الْأَرْضَ بَارِزَةً وَحَشَرْنَاهُمْ وَحَشَرْنَاهُمْ فَلَمْ نُغَادِرْ مِنْهُمْ أَحَدًا وَعُرِضُوا عَلَى رَبِّكَ صَفًّا لَقَدْ جِئْتُمُونَا كَمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةٍ بَلْ زَعَمْتُمْ أَلَّن نَّجْعَلَ لَكُمْ مَوْعِدًا وَوُضِعَ الْكِتَابُ فَتَرَى الْمُجْرِمِينَ مُشْفِقِينَ مِمَّا فِيهِ وَيَقُولُونَ وَيَقُولُونَ يَا وَيْلَتَنَا مَا لِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ لَا يُغَادِرُ صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً إِلَّا Each and every one of us must take account that sometimes it's saghira, something very small, one minute here, one minute there, we leave one thing here, we leave another thing there, and it adds up to a lot. It adds up to a lot. And many times we don't become careful, and we keep on losing opportunities, we keep on wasting time, we keep on doing one thing after the other without analyzing ourselves. And the problem is that we forget. We forget in this dunya. But on the day of judgment, it will be shown to us that this is the time that you wasted. This is the haq that you did not give. This is where you fell short. This is what you left out. It will be shown to us. And then there is no denial. Allah has counted, enumerated, listed everything. But the people have forgotten it. We forget it. But on the Day of Judgment, it will be shown to us.